0: I'm David Farrier, a New Zealander accidentally marooned in America, and I want to figure out what makes this country tick. Now, if it's one thing Americans love doing, it's celebrating things by making a day out of it. Mother's Day, Father's Day, Valentine's Day, these are all distinctly American things that have spread their tendrils across the ocean to places like New Zealand. Sure, America didn't invent them, but they made these celebrations into what they are today. Sometimes, Americans are less interested in the day, and more interested in the night, which is where this week's episode comes in. Halloween may have started thousands of years ago as a Celtic festival, but today it's dominated by America. From its obsession with pumpkins and trick-or-treating, to massive pop culture monsters like Michael Myers from, well, Halloween, and Ghostface from Scream. America shapes what modern Halloween looks like. Now he's taken his love of fear. Hello? Hello, Sydney. One step too far. Do you like scary movies? America dominates when it comes to October 31st. I mean, we have Halloween in New Zealand, but it's pathetic. New Zealand gets about as excited for Halloween as America gets for Canada Day. Halloween generates over $10 in retail sales here in America each year, the average American spending $60 each year on the holiday. Look, it's not the biggest day spending-wise. That goes to Christmas, then Mother's Day, Valentine's Day, Easter, Father's Day, then Halloween. But unlike Christmas where you need a family or Valentine's Day where you need some kind of love interest in your life, Halloween is a day for everyone adult, kid, atheist, Catholic, Satanist, Halloween has something for you. So, start carving that pumpkin and decide what candy you're going to fill your house with, and make sure it's good candy or your home might get vandalized. Because this is the Halloween episode. Flightless, fly flightless. flightless bird touchdown
1: in America. I'm a flightless bird touchdown in America.
0: What are your thoughts on Halloween? How do you relate to it? How does it make you feel?
2: I love Halloween. You get giddy. I do. And I get scared because uh, I'm a it's big, scary. crazy cat. It is you got
0: scary. scared at that introduction when Ghostface from Scream started talking. I screamed. The Halloween's fun, though, right? So fun. fun. Candy. What is it about it? This is all very foreign to me. Yeah. The whole trick-or-treating thing en masse Everyone decorates their yards. There's those big, tall skeletons people get from a hardware store and put outside their house. There's
2: some here. There's some here. Yeah.
0: What are you going to do at your house?
2: So this is a problem with living in an apartment. I can't go all out. And actually, it's a missed opportunity. Mm. This was probably... I hope, God, the last year that this would have been possible, mm. but I wanted to do a haunted house in my house.
0: Oh, because it is a bit scary at the it, moment. It's scary. It's, no offense to your house, but it's it's got some work to be done, it's doesn't it? It's
2: dilapidated.
0: That's such a good idea. Why didn't you organize this? Halloween's in a few days and I you still have time. time. I'm you have a whole busy. month. You've got time. Guys, I'm so busy. You're not that busy.
2: busy. Were you with us last
3: year?
0: I came here last April. Did you guys not invite me to your Halloween? Of course you were yeah, invited. it was like your movie premiere. <laughs> no, I was in America. <laughs> yeah, what did you do last Halloween? I was at home alone.
2: No, you weren't. You were at some other you party, you were so popular.
0: I think I was somewhere else. Okay. Yeah, I was somewhere else that wasn't here.
2: Okay, well, every year here mm. for the past two years, and it's a running tradition mm. now, Dax does a hay ride in the neighborhood. He <sighs> puts hay all over his trailer, And we all get in it, and he sits up front, he's the conductor, and he blasts music, and we drive around the whole neighborhood. And then people in the neighborhood come in and ride in it for a bit, then they pop out. It's
0: This sounds amazing. So fun. I am confused, because I've seen advertising for a haunted hayride somewhere around here. Should we?
2: guys we should do that it's so fun and scary is it <laughs> I,
0: say, I love how excited yeah, you like are viscerally face. getting about this <laughs> you're like a child your legs are kicking in the air
2: I love it and but can I can you explain
0: it. where it comes from is that because Halloween's a harvest festival and so there's hay why is the hay and why is it a um, ride I have the
2: whole kind of wondered about why there's... Is hay- it just because
0: it rhymes? Haunted Hayride. No.
2: <laughs> no, 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 no. It's Haunted Hayride just because hayrides are a Halloween thing. Okay. I guess because, yeah, fall. scarecrow, fall,
0: okay. all of that. Yeah, all right, I see.
2: In Griffith Park, they make it haunted.
0: So you're on the vehicle. Uh-huh. You're being driven. Yes. And there are ghouls. Yes. In the hay?
2: They pop out. They pop out? Yeah. Wow. It's fun.
3: Okay. I don't think we get the full Halloween on the West Coast, because so much of Halloween on the East Coast is autumn happening. It's the the leaves leaves falling. Yeah.
2: That's true. But we can still pretend. I buy pumpkins and I put them out, so I can't do my house. But my apartment, Mm. I did my best, which is I put Mm. a wreath up on the door. (sighs) Okay. It's a skeleton wreath.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Pottery
2: barn. and then i have a mat
1: that
0: yeah. says
2: um what's the harry potter or something. no it's a yeah. harry potter word <laughs> okay All-ham-ora. and it means <laughs> it means like light up the space or whatever
0: wow that's cool and it lights up it lights up yes that's really neat i and like that and then
2: i have garland
0: and are you getting these new decorations pumpkins. every year or are you putting them away and you get them out each halloween is it like getting the Christmas tree out from under the stairs?
2: Exactly. You reuse stuff, okay. but also I'm wasteful, so I buy new stuff.
0: And okay, also, this whole pumpkin thing, they're everywhere. Everywhere I go, yeah. I went to a market the other day, there's just piles and piles of pumpkins. Yes. Are they for eating or for carving they're, or both?
2: They're for both. Okay. But mainly for carving okay. and mainly for decor. Some of our friends do a pumpkin carving every year too. That's what's so fun about Halloween. There's and fall. It's there's togetherness. Like, yes, there's a lot of community, there's a lot of traditions. We do a pumpkin carving every year. Everyone mm-hmm. brings a pumpkin and then we all sit outside and they have tablecloths out and then we okay. carve. Have you ever carved a pumpkin? Never. Okay, it's really fun. So you get your pumpkin, you get tools, mm-hmm. then you carve out the top, mm-hmm. and then you have to clean out the inside. It's very gunky. You empty
0: it out. Yes. Okay. But empty out the gunk. What do you do with the gunk? In the bin. So in a stew. N- nope.
2: No. You do put it in a big bin, and then y- what's fun if you are the hostess with the most is mm. you take all the pumpkin seeds out, you clean them, and then you put seasoning on them and you roast them and then you eat them.
0: Oh, that's nice. It is. My other question, Starbucks goes bonkers, pumpkin everything.
2: That's a whole thing, PSL season, pumpkin spice latte.
0: Who is getting (laughs) that shit? It's like like real basic...
2: David, why are you grumpy on Halloween? No, I'm
0: not. I just, I want to understand. This is coming from a place of not understanding.
2: Okay. I just want you to turn your frown upside down, because it's Halloween and it's time to enjoy yourself just embrace it yes
0: i will have one large pumpkin chai latte please no. extra spice
2: pumpkin spice latte
0: pumpkin spice latte yes. extra size
2: <laughs> extra size
3: i'll order them now they'll be here by the end of the
2: no recording. okay no, um actually I'll try one I'm, yeah i'm gonna pass they're not my face <laughs>
0: oh, here we go why oh, are you all shitting all over it all of a sudden Anyway, <laughs> right, my point is america does really transform right
2: yes it, we really do yep. and it's because there's so little to be happy about.
0: Why are you putting pumpkins in coffee? No one's like give me a pumpkin-flavored anything.
2: Says you who got us orange-flavored chocolate, which was you nasty. You put orange in everything. Oh my God. Gray Eye,
0: you're eating some Whitaker's right now, which I bought over from New Zealand many moons ago. And, and talk- you're enjoying it, right?
2: Oh, I love it, there's no orange okay. in this. No. Okay, wait, real quick though, pumpkin spice lattes. Chai, spice, mm. those are all fall seasonings. If you get a fall Mm. candle, it's Mm going to smell like chai or spice, it has a little something. So that's why they want the spice latte, but it has to be pumpkin, because Halloween, you get it?
0: I'm getting there, slowly. I went out and talked to some other Americans about what Halloween meant to them, and this is what they said. What are you doing for Halloween this year?
1: Maybe go to my church, do a little Halloween party at our local church. Usually they decorate cars, vehicles, just some fun for the kids. Sometimes hamburgers, you know, free food for the neighborhood.
0: What is your best Halloween experience? Oh man, honestly, probably in college had pretty good like house parties for Halloween.
3: Everyone has good costume ideas in college. Another American holiday that we've just decided to make a party. Like Cinco de Mayo and St. Patty's Day and you get to dress like whatever you want.
0: Sounds like a party. It,
3: yeah, it's an excuse to party.
0: Consume. Consume. Yeah, about, Consume. Consumption. <laughs> what does Halloween mean to you? Fun times.
4: Well, I'm from Detroit originally, and October is such an important time for us. It's harvesting, the leaves are changing, pumpkin patches and cider mills, so it's a big part of where we're fr- I'm from in Detroit, yeah. It's my favorite holiday. It's the night when all the spirits get to walk the earth with everybody else. Hello.
0: Always <laughs> oh, a little bit spooky again. Oh my God, I got scared at the, the end. The, yeah, yeah. I
2: Okay, so you've never dressed up for Halloween. Never. But you're going to this year. This
0: year I will. So the slight problem is I still haven't got an outfit yet. Do what do you think I should go as? A cinnamon uh, stick big old cinnamon stick
2: (laughs) oh my god that'd be great it's actually a really good idea (laughs) it is it is a good idea but you might look like a poop you know that episode of friends where ross is duty
0: (laughs) (laughs) what are you going as apple pay what is apple what the (laughs) apple pay
2: yes do you ever use apple pay on your phone
0: yeah it always backfires on me i'm waving it around and it's always getting annoyed
2: You mean your wallet. I'm talking about Apple Pay. Like if you're ordering something, a shirt, let's Mm. say, and you have the option for Apple Pay, you click that, and then it just says, you know, double click twice. Oh, double click.
0: So what is that going to look like in physical form?
2: I'm going to wear all black. I'm going to have a sign on my shirt or dress. Mm. Uh, really an excuse for me to buy a nice new black outfit. (laughs) And then I'm going to have a sign that says click twice. And then I have a little button on my sleeve.
0: It's actually really cute. I really like that.
2: And the people are going to be clicking me. It'll be interactive <laughs> and fun. I'm not going to be chest. on my Be
0: careful chest. where you put that little <laughs> double click because you're going to have a nightmare of a night.
2: <laughs> It'll be fun for a lot of people. So what are you doing, Rob?
3: Our whole family's doing the characters from Over the Garden Wall. So oh, your family loves that. That's a kid's that. show. That's cute. Yeah, Calvin's That'll be nice. this little guy with a teapot on his head and... So Ben's that's the other
0: thing frog. I'm trying to figure out. I understand getting amongst it, trick-or-treating when you've got children. The thing I find fascinating, and I'm not down against yeah. it, I think it's wonderful. Halloween's a time when adults can just wander around and request candy and dress up as well, right? Adults are doing it. It's not about the kids.
2: Well, yes, except I would say most of the time when you transition into adulthood, when you're celebrating Halloween, it's a party you're going to. Mm-hmm. You're not as much trick-or-treating unless you have kids and then you go with your kids or it's a big group with kids and then it's just like a fun thing to walk around and do. But the drunkest I've ever been in my life was on Halloween.
0: That's what that guy said. It's like an excuse to party. That's obviously a big part of it for adults.
2: What was the best costume you've ever worn, Rob? Um,
3: I liked last year's because Natalie was a pregnant handmaid. From that Handmaid's Tale scary. and I was Anakin Skywalker and Calvin was Darth Vader.
2: Yeah, you guys are cute. They came on the hayride. That's strong. I was Dora the Explorer once and that was my best outfit. I had the backpack, I had a wig.
0: So it doesn't have to be scary. It can just be no. dressing up as anything.
2: Are you scared of Apple Pay?
0: No, I'm not. I'm not a little bit. <laughs> I mean, it so sounds me, like you are, actually. A little bit, to be honest. But it oh. can just be cute stuff. Well, it doesn't have to be scary. Or sexy. No, my friend was talking about this. Everyone sort of buys kid stuff. And they put it on as adults.
2: They make adult sexy outfits. You don't just like put on (laughs) tiny kid shorts. I
0: thought that's what it was. I thought that's what sexy Halloween was was getting a kid's outfit and because you're an adult body, everything stretches (laughs) and suddenly you're in a sexy outfit. (laughs) That's That's
2: disgusting. (laughs) Oh my god, don't ruin Halloween for me.
0: (laughs) Okay, I won't do that. Okay, I'm gonna play my documentary. It doesn't start scary, so it's okay. We'll ease into it. Okay. But I wanted to learn about where Halloween came from because I really know nothing.
2: By the end of this episode, you have to pick a costume.
0: Okay, deal. One of the funniest clips I've ever seen is this Australian man scaring his aging father, who looks to be in his mid-60s. Oh, you bastard! (laughs) I didn't say it. What's so funny is that the man doesn't have to put any effort in. He just stands around a corner and waits for his father to amble in. Oh, you bastard! Oh, boy, you bastard! <laughs> oh, dear oh Louis. you bastard! You bastard! His dad scares easily.
5: Ah, ah, you fucking cockhead! <laughs> it's my pet
0: theory that we scare more easily down at the bottom of the worlds because we don't have Halloween. We're just not used to scary things like you Americans.
6: So what I'm really interested in with any kind of tradition like this. I like the modern resonances of things that have lasted for a really long time, centuries.
0: I'm talking to Regina Hansen, a writer and scholar who teaches at Boston University. She's obsessed with horror and sci-fi. When she got her PhD in English, she turned to literature and film, which involved exploring a lot of horror. I explain we don't really get big into Halloween Down Under, and she blames the fact it's spring in New Zealand when Halloween rolls around.
6: You don't have the same seasons as we do. The cool Halloween scary stuff is still there, but the thing that makes it, this is fall, we're going to have Halloween, you don't have that. So it makes sense.
0: Yo, yeah, how important is the season? i never even thought about the weather and Halloween being linked in this way.
6: Well, so it's super important historically and you know, in terms of folklore being passed down because it was a harvest festival, it was called Samhain.
0: That's why Americans love their pumpkins so much. It's all thanks to Halloween's harvest festival roots over 2,000 years ago except back then they used turnips, not pumpkins.
6: It was a harvest festival. They called it Samhain. It was mostly in whatever the Celtic-speaking areas of the British Isles into France as well, like in Brittany and places like that. And it was both the harvest festival and the new year because we don't celebrate the new year at the same time that people used to celebrate it. So part of it was just like we're gonna have a bonfire to celebrate all the things that have grown, but also the winter's coming now and we're worried about that is getting darker. So we're going to have all this light to sort of remind ourselves that light will come back.
0: There was another element to that Celtic festival too. One that'll sound familiar.
6: There was a sense in which the veil between the real world and the world of the spirit was thin. So the possibility that spirits might come out the dead, specifically the dead. So it was not only a harvest festival, it was a festival of the dead. And the dead were appeased with food and various things like that.
0: These were pagans, people in tune with the seasons and what was growing when and what the light was doing in the sky. Then Christians entered the scene. So when Christians came along, believing in one God and good versus evil, why did they feel they had to adopt this pagan holiday? Why even do that in the first place?
6: The thinking is, people are going to come along with us if we don't throw everything away that they did. Christianity succeeds if you're like, out there having that thing, we'll have our thing at the same time.
0: I always forget that Christianity just takes over existing things. Like Christmas is only on Christmas Day because December 25th used to be important to heathens because it was the sun's birthday. So Christian just subbed out the sun and replaced it with Jesus. Same sort of rebrand happened with Halloween.
6: In the 7th century, they had established this holiday called All Saints Day, which is the day on which saints that don't have their own day, that we don't know, just really good people that died in what they call a state of grace. But we don't know them. But they still need a day to be celebrated. And so that used to be in May. So what they did is in the ninth century, Pope Gregory, he said, why don't we put that around the time of this other holiday? They're celebrating the blessed dead. We'll have All Saints Day, November 1st. And then the next day we'll have All Souls Day for the souls in purgatory who didn't die at this day of grace who we're praying for and who we want to eventually go to heaven.
0: So yeah, Christians made November 1st All Saints Day, also known as All Hallows Day. And so the day before, October 31st, was All Hallows Eve, a.k.a. Halloween.
6: They did a lot of the same stuff. There's a combination of scaring away evil spirits and honoring the dead. Scare away evil spirits by ringing bells, and they honor the dead by lighting these candles, and they also go around and get offerings, which they called souling.
0: Souling is quite an intense word, isn't it? Isn't
6: it? There had been offerings during Samhain of food and stuff like that, little round things called soul cakes, and they dressed up, they pretended they were the dead, hide their faces and go from house to house.
0: And these were Christians doing this, Bible-believing Christians.
6: Absolutely, and Christians did a lot of this stuff. They had like holy wells and they weren't in the same place where the holy wells of the pagans were they just made their own holy wells they did all kinds of stuff that we would consider superstitious now and some of those things continue
0: this lasts a while all the christians absolutely up to their guts and all hallows eve but then the reformation comes along now until this point everyone was pretty much christian there were distinctions greek orthodox and so on but everyone was essentially christian
6: after the Reformation, there were Catholics and Protestants. And the Catholics are a little too weird and a little too pagan for a church that wants to be more biblically based. It still went on, you know, along the edges of what would be now the UK, certainly in Ireland, parts of Scotland. But yeah, it pretty much stopped being a holiday.
0: Basically, the Catholics liked to get their Halloween freak on, but the Protestants hated Halloween. So for a while, it fizzled out. But then Halloween came to America, thanks to rowdy Irish and Scottish immigrants.
6: So there is no Halloween happening in America until mostly Irish immigrants, probably some Scottish immigrants as well. They brought it over and it involved getting dressed up and going around and asking for stuff on that day (laughs) and carving these jack-o'-lanterns that pretty soon they figured, oh, well, we'll do it with pumpkins. And there were real issues with it when it first came over because it was a very wild holiday. All Saints Day was a very peaceful, holy holiday, but Halloween was wild.
0: I mean, it sounds like the Purge or something. People were just out there going <laughs> kind of nuts. What was it like?
6: It wasn't like going to people's houses as much. It was big parades of people.
0: Around the neighborhood, taking to the streets.
6: Taking to the streets, right? People drank, they ran around, they broke stuff and a lot of sort of nice bourgeois kind of people like this is bad like <laughs> we got to stop these people are crazy we got to put the kibosh on this
0: and so the american marketing machine pushed back changing what halloween was by changing the idea of who halloween was for
6: And what happened over a period of time is that they found ways to make it a children's holiday. Right. Then it was the children who went around and asked for candy. And that's like around the turn of the century. And then little by little... People go, oh, hey, kids are going around asking for candy, but they're also like bobbing for apples, which is a really old tradition that goes back to the Romans. They are still lighting these jack-o'-lanterns. They're still having bonfires and doing all this stuff, but it's for children. It's like a family thing.
0: Halloween had evolved and relatively quickly. And then once kids with soft, malleable brains were involved, America did something very American.
6: This is where capitalism comes in to go, hey, these kids are going to run out for candy. We better have some Halloween candy ready for them. The creation of commercial candy goes hand in hand with the celebration of Halloween.
0: This is a Halloween commercial from 1981. A forlorn little kid dressed up as a cowboy sits down next to someone dressed up as a ghost.
3: Take some of mine. Wow, Hershey boys, Mr. Good boy, Kit Kat. Roulos, Watchamacalls, Reese's, all my favorites, let's go get some more.
0: It wasn't subtle, but by now, in the 70s and into the 80s, Halloween had come to represent different things to different people.
6: Halloween just keeps adding to itself at some point, like in the 50s and 60s, we get people realizing that this is a great way to be able to show who you are without having to show who you are every day. So there's a lot of queer people who really embrace Halloween. There are groups of people at different times who embrace it for different reasons.
0: I was super curious about what Halloween came to mean for modern America. So I got in touch with Justin Sledge. Justin's a professor of philosophy and religion, and he loves spooky shit.
5: The early function of Halloween primarily was kind of whimsical, kind of spooky, but mostly it was about young men and women being able to get together into a room and do spooky stuff that allowed them to maybe cross stodgy lines around sexual connection or romantic connection. You know, a big thing on Halloween was trying to find who your future mate was, where you're bobbing for apples in the same thing. So I think that in the same way that Purim in Judaism operates as the kinds of way that the world becomes topsy-turvy and you can kind of say things you would never be able to say or do outrageous things you could never do. Halloween in the early 20th century allowed people in a pretty conservative social environment at least a day where they could dress up in costume, they could be a little bit more unconventional, So I think that the early 20th century, it was popularized because it was a day in which you got to escape a lot of that super conservative sort of Edwardian era constraints. And if you want to read some of these great texts, the bogey books and stuff from the early 20th century are great little pieces of Americana about how to throw a good Halloween party. And they give you a great insight into what early 20th century Halloween is. I went
0: and found one of the bogey books, an edition from 1920. It begins with a how-to guide for throwing a lively home Halloween party. When your guests arrive, the door should swing open, apparently unaided, and the hall should be entirely dark except for a few very faint green lights that may be followed to the dressing rooms. Another chapter was about how women should celebrate Halloween, which was mostly about cooking and baking. Justin said there was that version of Halloween in America. Then the new version came along. The one we know today.
5: As we got into this period of uh, the 1960s and 70s and 80s, as America really was a pretty anxiety inducing place, I think that in the same way that we see a huge spike in horror films in that time, like slasher films and exploitation horror and all kinds of other horror, the function of horror psychologically, I think at some level, Aristotle gets right when he analyzes tragedy. It's a way for us to undergo an ordeal. We undergo the ordeal in a very terrifying way. We are hunted by the monster, we encounter the monster, and we defeat the monster, and we get to come out the other side, and maybe there's a cliffhanger and Jason's still alive somewhere, right? So, you know, rinse and repeat. The horror movie allows you in a very micro dose to deal with the anxiety and the horror of the world and get through it and get on the other side of it and you get the experience of catharsis again when i think of michael myers right sort of that last scene where you can just hear him breathing and everywhere in the suburbs is now terrifying where the suburbs used to be the precise place you go because things aren't terrifying that's sort of that moment and that's why i think that movie is so iconic in so many ways so as the world has gotten more and more unstable as we've drifted more into a world where social conventions and gender roles and social classes and all kinds of other aspects of american society have broken down Halloween and horror films work as a kind of circuit by which we can be super sexy in a way that we would never be super sexy in our normal life. We can be super scary. We can embody the very horrors that give us that catharsis. As we've gotten into this post 9-11 period where I think anxiety has actually increased and social isolation's increased... Spooky season's gotten longer and longer and longer. And I think that that elasticity of the spooky season is because we are facing more anxiety, more depression, more horror. We have AMC playing 30 straight days of horror films. The need for catharsis has only gotten higher. I mean, if you've seen some of these haunted houses that exist now, they're positively nightmarish. (laughs)
0: So yeah, maybe Halloween and being scared, fake scared, is a way to process things we're too scared to really talk about. I checked back in with Regina. I quickly wanted to address some Halloween myths, things many Americans might assume are real, but apparently aren't.
6: So when I was a kid, there was all this talk about the candies being poisoned and your mother would look through and then they would make the apples and make sure there was no razor blades in the apples. And we were very, very careful with the candy. But I found out that the only incident of the razor blades was either parents or grandparents doing it to their own kids.
0: Oh, my goodness.
6: And that became this urban legend that it was something you had to worry about. Isn't it funny, though, that people who are willing to just give kids candy for free are really just willing to give kids candy for free. They don't want to kill them.
0: You know? <laughs> Do you think Halloween is the best holiday in America? Because, you know, I'm learning about Thanksgiving as well, doing the show. Thanksgiving is pretty good. sort of big meal, Christmas <laughs> presents and whatnot. You've probably got some <laughs> other festivals I haven't even heard of yet. Where does Halloween stack up in your mind?
6: I love Halloween's my favorite. I, Halloween doesn't ask anything of you. Thanksgiving has its problems.
0: Oh, absolutely it does, yeah.
6: And Christmas, not everybody can celebrate Christmas.
0: No, it's not for everyone, no. It's
6: not for everyone, but Halloween, depending on how you decide to celebrate, it could be for everyone. It has religious roots, it's also very secular, it's very capitalistic, but it doesn't have to be. It can be something completely different to you. Rather than say, oh, this is a terrible thing, it's only for certain people, or it's only for kids, or it's only for whatever, bad people. This is a chameleon of a holiday. It really can be anything you want it to be.
0: Stay tuned for more Flightless Bird. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Now, a very quick word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. We talk about our physical health a lot. We're getting better at it, but we need to talk more about our mental health, and that's where BetterHelp comes in.
2: What's a problem you've been having that you want to talk to your therapist about?
0: This is just your way of getting (laughs) stuff out of me. You're not my therapist, Monica. (laughs) Uh, I need to actually figure out how to communicate better with other humans that are in my life. I'm really good at communicating with people when it's part of documentary work or journalism work. Yeah,
2: strangers. But
0: when feelings come into things, it's not my forte. Really good for documentary making if you can not feel too much. Uh, But in real life, apparently feelings come in handy and I need to figure out how to access them
2: okay, I like that. So maybe you check out a therapist at BetterHelp because it's super easy and you can find one that works for you.
0: And you don't need to traipse into an office and wait in a chair. You can just do it from your own home, which is so good. It
2: is so good. And it's affordable, which is so nice because therapy can really get expensive and it's an easy out. I can't afford it, but you can afford BetterHelp.
0: You can get matched with a therapist after filling out a really brief survey and you can switch therapists at any time because I think it's really important to find one that works for you. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com bird today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash bird. Flightless Bird is brought to you by Masterclass. Now, with Masterclass, you can learn from the world's best minds anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. You can learn how to play tennis from Serena Williams, improve your writing and poetry skills from Amanda Gorman, or learn intuitive cooking from Roy Choi. With over 150 classes from a range of world-class instructors, that thing you've always wanted to do is closer than you think. For me, that was magic.
2: Oh, I I, love magic.
0: I really love magic. And Pen and Teller have a masterclass.
2: And what did you learn?
0: I learned about the art of misdirection. And it's great because they take you through the trick and they don't ruin the trick, but they tell you kind of what to look for and how the trick works. And there's all these very human things that they're playing with as magicians. And to get into their heads was really incredible. And also, Teller talks in this. He's the silent little one.
2: Wow. He's
0: talking his head off. Wow. And it's really, really compelling. And I so- I love it. And it's ma- it, it makes you walk away with more of an appreciation for magic because you kind of know how it works and what to look for mm-hmm. whilst not ruining it. But you can also learn how to write anything from a book or a screenplay to just a letter. doesn't have to be about magic. You can learn how to communicate with your boss or your family with over 150 exclusive classes taught by the instructors you know and love.
2: And they're really well done. Like, it's oh, really yeah. good quality, and the lessons are only about 10 to 15 minutes, so you can just slot them in there. You don't, It's not a big ordeal.
0: The lessons are approximately 10 to 15 minutes, so, yeah, you can slot them into your lifestyle. I highly recommend you check it out, especially the pen & Teller one. Get unlimited access to every class, and as a Flightless Bird listener, you get 15% off an annual membership. Go to masterclass.com bird now. That's masterclass.com bird for 15% off master. Masterclass I really like that expression chameleon of a holiday.
2: Yeah, I, I like think that. it sums it all up. It is really yeah. inclusive.
0: Yeah, which is really nice. I was really surprised in talking to two very smart people that Halloween has morphed so much over the time. It wasn't really until 60s, 70s, 80s when that really strong horror element came in and people got really into the really intense, kind of scary, cathartic kind of stuff.
2: I can't believe it started out as a romantic holiday.
0: Yeah, I guess like an excuse for people to like push boundaries yeah. and to get a bit sexy and the like original, it, was it was out like of their shackles of conservative sort of values, conventions.
2: you know?
0: I want to actually, so Rob's just handed me a pumpkin spice latte. Yeah.
2: PSL. Okay. Call it what it is.
0: PSL. Okay, I'm going to have a sip. Okay. Smells awful. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
2: Did you get regular milk? Yeah.
0: Mm.
2: Oh, my God. You don't have to chug it.
0: Oh, oh. so hot. I burnt myself. <laughs> Cinnamon got burnt.
2: <laughs> oh, sinny with the sinny. didn't
0: tell me it was hot. <laughs> uh, it's fine. It tastes more sweet and cinnamony yep. than coffee. That's like, right. This isn't a coffee. This is a really sweet other beverage. Which is often what Starbucks does, I find. It's not. It's less about coffee and more about some cream-filled the nightmare. The syrups and stuff. Yeah, the syrups, okay. yeah. Well, hey, look, this is okay. It's a gloopy mess, <laughs> but I'm going to go back for more, and that's fine. I, I like a sugary tweet, a tweet. I like a sugary treat. Okay, Wait. so a few other things. The myth about razor blades and apples, that had reached New Zealand. I found it remarkable that that myth actually came from awful parents doing it to their own kids. That's where the myth started.
2: We learned about this in a fact check on armchair. It happened once and yes, it was a dad who did it to his son. I think. Isn't
0: that amazing? Suddenly in New Zealand, I'm being taught, watch out for razor blades in your apples when you're bombing for them and also on water slides. So we had a myth that when you go down water slides, some people that go in front of you will slip a razor blade <gasps> into the cracks and the joins in the tube oh. so that when you go down, your whole back gets sliced oh, open. Oh my God. Sounds awful. Which is <laughs> horrific.
2: Well, in mine that I still am affected by mm. is in the movie theater seats, mm. there are needles with AIDS.
0: Oh, <laughs> God, yeah, that, that old classic, messy, like yeah, the, but... the HIV AIDS fear That's mixed right. in with the darkened theater.
2: Yes, and so you always have to check the seat before you sit down. I obviously know that doesn't it's exist, but it, there aren't AIDS in the seats at Regal or Arclight, but I do check. It's just happened. It's built into at this you. Point.
0: Have you ever looked at theater seats when the lights are up in a theater? I don't want to do that. It's a nightmare. (laughs) Never do it. Horrific. You'll never want to sit down again. I'm not
2: doing that. Okay, but that is what I wanted to bring up to the razor blades because Dax told us that there's a new one this year. There's a new panic.
0: (gasps) What's the panic? That
2: the candy is laced with fentanyl.
0: I heard about this somewhere. You did? Right, that's the thing.
2: That's the new fear. and. Well, I'm afraid to say that's bullshit because if someone dies because of this, I'll look bad and I care about how I look. But no,
0: but potentially there's some psychopath out there that'll exactly.
2: But also, no, no, No. people who are interested in getting fentanyl are interested in doing drugs, like, they're not interested in lacing little candies with it, giving
0: it away for free (laughs) to children. No, it is that social moral panic thing that whips through because it's such a scary thought, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. And maybe that
0: goes back into that whole catharsis of as a society, we're so freaked out at fentanyl at the moment and it's awful. So, of course, that's going to enter our myth of it also like killing our children in Halloween candy.
2: Yeah, you're right. It's just kind of whatever we're scared of at the moment.
0: Yeah. The (laughs) other thing I was curious about that I didn't realize is that trick or treating there's not really a trick anymore. So if you don't give candy out, kids aren't gonna throw eggs at your house and stuff. That doesn't really happen anymore.
2: No, we're a politer society okay. now. It's not like Truth or Dare where you get to choose: do you want truth or dare?
0: I would never play that game. That is way too scary. Truth or Dare? Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not. No, you're not doing this. <laughs> Absolutely not. I think no, tricks still. Both happen. options too scary. Don't like it.
3: My neighborhood, people with teepee houses. For Halloween or
2: just in general?
0: Halloween's usually
3: when it happened or you fork their yard.
2: Yeah, I've heard that. plastic
3: forks. What's that? You take a bunch of plastic forks and you stick them in the ground. Because it's
2: hard to get out and then they snap.
3: Oh, that's
0: annoying. Or you smash the pumpkins. So it does happen. People take revenge if you don't give them candy, potentially.
3: I don't know that it was like targeted at people that didn't have candy. Do you know what teepee in a house
0: is? Toilet papering? Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Throwing the toilet paper. Also, yeah.
2: post-COVID, I hope nobody's doing that now that we know how precious toilet paper we is. Toilet paper.
0: But also, people will probably still be overstocked from their various um, right. buying missions. So, we You're probably right. need to get rid of some of them.
2: Are we about to get into something scary?
0: Well, look, yes. the documentary takes a turn because there's something that's been going on in my life that I wanted to look at. So, it's not scary. It's just the documentary takes a shift. About six months ago, I moved into my first apartment here in America. The process was a bit like a horror. I had no credit here, so getting in was hard. And apparently you pay your rent by check here in America? So weird. But I settled in and got comfortable, mostly. But then a few months ago, something weird started happening. A few times a week, I started waking up at 3 a.m. Okay, so, yeah, it's 3 a.m. There was no reason to wake up. It's always 3am. I didn't need to go to the bathroom, and there weren't any noises I could hear. It's weird. So when I started planning this Halloween episode, I got to thinking.
4: I'm um, Priestess Mata, and I have been a priestess for over 15 years.
0: It's my working theory that maybe a ghost is waking me up at 3am. It's the only reason that makes any sense. And with Halloween around the corner... It seemed like a good time to sort this problem out. I'd read an article on Realtor.com headlined, Have ghostly housemates? Maybe your home needs a spiritual cleanse. So I googled spiritual cleanse and came across Marta, a priestess who knows a lot about spirits and ghosts. She agreed to meet me, so we set up a Zoom.
4: My work of priestess services, which is house blessings and oracle readings. I'm a priestess and a seer, so I don't need cards.
0: I'm curious when you found out that you have abilities that the rest of us or a lot of us probably don't have.
4: Very young. I heard things. I knew things. My mother passed away when I was eight, nine years old, but I knew it when it happened. The phone rang and I'm like, oh, I knew what happened. So I think maybe, possibly, that might have been it.
0: Before I told her about my specific problem, I wanted to get an idea of Matt's abilities.
4: I think my first house clearing and blessing was quite an event for me, because as I was clearing this house, I saw at the end of a hallway, somebody running towards me. and Apparently, the spirits were kind of stuck in the hallway. And I could see him, mostly, you don't look straight at him, but you but you see him out of the corner of your eye. When you look at him, you don't see him, at least in this instance. And so I started to uh, clear the house with uh sage, and there was like this old man, he was kind of angry that was living there, and, and he kept blowing the sage out. So I went and got a lighter, and he blew it out, and I light it. And I said, that's it. I blow it out, and I light I said, you're not doing this. Uh-uh, no. this is- you got to go, this is not your house anymore, you have to go. And so, as I was clearing the hallway, another, uh, this Japanese woman came from the end of the hallway, walking towards me, and she was bowing and she's speaking in Japanese. And, I don't know Japanese, but I started bowing and speaking in Japanese to her.
0: It was unbelievable. Then things got more unbelievable as she explained. She doesn't do this work alone. Years ago, a giant creature entered her life and sort of teamed up with her. When I say giant, I mean giant. It was about two stories high.
4: It was a huge room, and in through the walls, because you know everything goes through walls, walks this uh, apostos sphinx, and so he was some kind of a combination of an apostos and sphinx. Because I asked, "What are you?" and so. He walked in over two stories tall.
0: Oh my goodness.
4: I was kind of shocked, but I'm like, okay, I'm going with it. I greeted him and I said, well, thank you for being here. I didn't tell anyone else. There were a lot of people in the room. No one saw him. <laughs> I was dealing only some. So this being has been with me. I could call this being anytime I want. I mean, I just think about him and he's here. He's huge. He's flying up the house. So
0: he's above the house now. <laughs> I'm blown away, so if you went outside now, you could look up and see this creature.
4: I can see him now through the ceiling.
0: I decide this is the time to tell Marta and her dragon about my problem.
4: Spirits, if they're not, not in a good place, they're not sure where to go or how to go, and say stay. So, first of all, I would honor your feelings that it's true, not this, just your imagination. If you think it's your imagination, it's not. It's always trust your gut feeling.
0: I tell her about the building I live in, that it's quite old, and there's lots of old Hollywood photos on the walls. I think it's an old hotel, but it feels more like an old museum. I can't really bring dates back home because it's too scary. As I'm telling her this, I feel a little tingle down my neck and in my ear. Little did I know, but Mada had just teleported into my building and was walking around the hallway outside.
4: There's a lot, I mean, I can feel it already. I already walked down the
0: halls. <laughs> Unfortunately, despite the astral visit, she couldn't pick anything up. The dragon was no use either. I said goodbye to Marta on my Zoom, thanked her, and hung up. Pacing around, I realized I'd need something more than Marta just beaming in. So I got in touch with Patty Negri, a psychic medium and witch. My
1: job is clearing spaces. i yeah. cleared... From full office buildings, a lot of lawyers' offices, and a lot of agents' offices.
0: It's funny. (laughs) Patty agreed to do a house visit. It's just after 8pm when she knocks on my door. She looks a bit like a witch, which makes sense because she is one. She's dressed all in black with jet white hair. Medallions and a pentagram hang from her neck. She has a basket with her made out of old wood, bound together with twine. It's filled with bottles, which I can only assume are potions. There is
1: certainly energy here. Okay. Yeah, I get this upper tummy, like just below the sternum, I get this kind of like rumbly feeling.
0: She gets out an old ancient looking wooden box with a bulb attached. She tells me it picks up electromagnetic signals in the air. She also gets out some steel rods, like what water diviners use. She tells me when they cross over, whatever she's communicating with is saying yes. And do you think chances are in an old building like I'm living in, would there be ghosts here?
1: I'm 100% sure there's goes here.
0: I tell her about my problem. But about 3am most nights I'll wake up and I go back to sleep, but it just feels a bit weird. Right, and you know
1: that 3am is the witching hour. It's when the veil is lifted. I guess because I live in that paranormal world, everything happens at
0: 3am. She enters my bedroom. It's the one bedroom in the house that has an air conditioning unit and it's quite loud humming in the background. What's the general vibe? Because this is where I'm waking up at sort of three in the morning, and I'm curious about why that might be.
1: Do you notice your eyes drifting up a lot?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to think. Like when I'm working or like, when I'm in bed working, or... or. If you're just
1: like, sitting or hanging, I know that.
0: I'm always drifting off up and around.
1: Up and around, yeah, because I'm feeling a lot of like ceiling energy. This is like the square, room, which is really yeah. far. Mm. But I'm feeling a lot, almost energy swirling above.
0: She points the rod she's grasping in the direction of my bed, and slowly they cross over.
1: And I get a little dizzy. Whether it's energy or something flows through here mm. to wake you
0: up. She indicates some rogue energy is coming from directly above my bed. She starts addressing whatever entity might be in the room with us now.
1: Okay, is there something or somebody who actually comes in around three o'clock to wake up David?
0: The rods cross over. Someone's talking to her.
1: So is there a spirit here right now? If there's a spirit who comes in at night, will you come in now?
0: The rods cross. Oh.
1: Okay. Where do you come in from? The window. The window. Okay. Do you mean David any harm? Nope. You just like the energy here? Yep. Did you used to live here?
0: Yeah. <sighs>
1: That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And again, if the veil between the worlds is the thinnest at three o'clock, you're kind of asleep or not at that time, so do you just like to come visit your own place? Yeah.
0: Someone that used to live here is coming in through the window and just sort of checking out their old place?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: I ask if she can tell it to stop waking me up.
1: Can you try to avoid waking up, David?
6: No.
0: No. They refuse.
1: We try to be more energetically quiet. Yeah.
0: Maybe. Whoever this ghost is, they're stubborn.
1: What I'm feeling, I'm seeing like, literally, probably kind of a Hollywood guy, I mean, we are Hollywood, I'm seeing a little bit baggy pleated pants, he looks like maybe 1940s. Do you float your energy high?
0: Yeah. So to clarify, at 3am, a a Hollywood guy in baggy pleated pants drifts in my window at 3am and hovers above my bed. The next time I wake up at 3 in the morning, can I say anything or can I communicate, can they hear me, is that not a thing?
1: That's completely a thing and I would highly recommend it. Just say hi. You could say it in your head if you're worried about anybody here going, why are you talking to nobody? But whenever you can speak out loud, speak out loud because have you felt like a tickle in your ear sometimes?
0: Oh, I absolutely get tickles in my ear.
1: That's him.
0: Holy shit. I feel glad to know what's been going on at 3am. At least I know what I'm dealing with now. I thank Patty and send her on her way. I wish her a happy Halloween in advance. That night, like all nights, I wake up at 3am. But now I talk to the man in baggy pleated pants hovering above my bed. Because I know I'm not alone. Mm. Hello. It's just... It's annoying you're here, but because this is just the way it is now. Yeah. I hope you're having a good time. All right. Hey, good night. So I want to clarify a few things. I do get only at my house tickles in my Stop ear it. when I I'm h- in that room. Heat Only when I'm in that bedroom. I think that's some evidence towards it. And also I'm still this morning, every morning 3 a.m. still waking up. So he refused to leave. He's not there to harm me, but he won't not come in. That's just life while I live in the apartment.
2: Why does he tickle your ear?
0: He's he used to live there, and I guess that's his whole do thing. Think, do
2: you think he's flirting?
0: Or <laughs> horny ghost. I mean... Or horny 1940s ghost in <laughs> pleated pants. The woman that teleported in didn't pick up anything, <laughs> I... but she wasn't in the house. That's why I had to get someone to come into the house. Yes. I don't want someone teleporting in... <laughs> While I'm viewing them on Skype and with the dragon. So I thought Patty would come around. And Patty was legit. That basket she had, yeah. it was literally, it looked like it had been woven together in, you know, thousands of years ago. Full of potions. And pretty quickly she found the source of my problem. So what else can I say?
2: Okay. Do you think there's a even small chance you brought him in here today? I'm nervous.
0: Have you found any?
2: Stop. 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 Sort
0: of tickling Stop! Because, no, I mean, the thing is he's on the move. No, what I gathered is he's just in that room. He comes in the window and he leaves and it's okay. I don't think he follows me. I think it's just at my house. If you ever come to my house at some point, I'll take you into my room and you can (laughs) feel the energy and see if you feel a little tickle.
2: Never. (laughs) I feel like you made all this up so I would never come over. (laughs) Like, I (laughs) will never So <laughs> really put really intense in that deterrent
0: <laughs> no but honestly I laugh but it is like waking up at 3am every morning is so fucking annoying and I'm getting really sick of it but it's been happening for a long time I feel better knowing maybe what it is and I just have a little conversation I just say look hello again I'm gonna go back to sleep and I'm trying to get him at the moment what I'm trying to do is just talk him into not coming back I feel if we get that dialogue going then maybe one day he will just not come in the window He's floating three feet above me, looking down at me. Do you see him? No, I just, Do I just feel him? wake up, just a feeling.
2: What does it feel like, besides the ear thing?
3: Yeah, when he's inside you, your ear.
2: What does <laughs> the, the sex ear? with him
0: feel? No. Like? <laughs> no, it's don't belittle what's no, happening to me. You know, don't I'm, belittle my I'm experience. Not.
2: I told you, you have to move. I'm serious. <laughs> Yeah, it's
0: hard. Property's hard in LA. You know, I found this little place. I really like, I like my little apartment. During the day, when it's not 3am, it's great. 3am is the only problem. If 3am is the only problem in my life, I can deal with that.
2: Well, can you cleanse it with the sage?
0: So for a price, she can possibly come and clear it out a little bit further. She gave me some chalk to, and some salt to put around the windows. And she's also given me some spells that I can do, but I haven't gone down that path yet. <laughs>
3: Why don't you just move into like the living room, put your bed in the living room? Right. That's just, a good idea. You don't have people idea. over that often,
0: right? Yeah, no, I don't. No, I could just move into start living in the lounge yeah. and just have my bedroom as sort of an office or something. Yeah. Helix ah. Sleep won't get me ah. sleeping in that bed anymore. <laughs> just this old man sleeps in there now. <laughs> we could get a ghost to do an ad for Helix Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I'd never thought about ghosts before this experience. Okay. I've always wanted to have some sort of experience with a ghost I think this would probably be my first one.
2: Okay, so that's actually an interesting piece of this. Dax hmm. is not listening to this cuz he's turned it off cuz he's really upset that no one's <laughs> poked any holes.
0: What holes could you poke in this?
2: <laughs> so come on, you've always believed in ghosts?
0: No I, no, I haven't. I've wanted to. It's a bit like seeing an alien ship or something. I love the idea of seeing it just to sort of slap me out of my sort of cynicism. But no, generally I don't believe in ghosts. And I'd say that is a factor in maybe believing my story because I'm not out there seeing ghosts everywhere. This is a really unique thing for me.
4: Okay. Yeah.
0: Why don't we do a house swap at some point? You sleep in my bed, I sleep in your bed, and just see what happens at 3 a.m. Because Ab- you'll wake up.
2: Absolutely not. <laughs> I am not going into your bedroom. You have the least appealing bedroom in Los Angeles. I'm not going there.
0: That air conditioning. Only you have at 3 a.m. The yeah, air conditioning <laughs> <laughs> ghosts coming in at 3, <laughs> waking you up. Anyway, Halloween.
2: For everyone who has been shipping us, they can call it quits because <laughs> this is a deal that breaker. Damn
0: ghost! Oh,
2: David, so anyway, Halloween. I'm scared
0: for you. I think I will go as maybe some oh. sort of ghost Ooh. to Halloween. Go as your you know? ghost in the
3: plaid forties. <gasps>
0: holo- yeah, a I 40s think I'll go holo- as my holo- own ghost, my own haunting.
2: And you haven't done any research. You should ask the landlord to get like...
0: Yeah, so my landlord is ancient and wonderful. He's about 103. And so he might have been alive when this guy yes. was living there. So I'm going to go and see if there's any record of who stayed there. Or there might be some sort of public records yes. about who lived at that property. There's a photo in the hallway. Woody Allen once shot a scene at my house. So I don't know. I'll keep looking into it. If I look in the ledges and sort of find a man that was in my apartment at that sort of time frame, I'll let you know.
2: Well, they have to disclose if somebody's died in there. Mm, But this is what I'm hazy on ghosts. I thought that they could only haunt if they've died in there. But I'm starting to worry that that's not the case
0: because he's traveling in sort of thing he's
2: traveling Mm -hmm. in and he lived there so he just wants to see his old place why are people so attached to their old places move on move
0: on this idea of being attached to the place where you die and being stuck i mean it's an awful thought isn't it not being able to go into the afterlife but sort of be stuck on this plane that is a sort of an awful thing Uh, i hope when i die i'm sort of off you know to
2: the next place i don't want to
0: be staying in my at least if I die in that apartment, I guess I could hang out with this yeah, man. You'll, you'll have, have friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we can both haunt together. Whoever moves in next.
2: Ew.
0: tickling ears. And Ew.
2: All that kind of thing. Ew. Ew. Creepy.
0: Just really quickly, have yeah. you done any of those really extreme Halloween nights where you get chased by chainsaws and, you know, there's really scary horror nights?
2: Yeah, haunted houses
0: haunted houses yeah (laughs) have you done any of those i know universal puts on a big thing where you go and it's just so intense and scary and do you do all that shit
2: i've never done one in la and i besides the haunted hayride Mm. but i want to Mm. go to universal scary horror nights they
0: go all in they're quite freaky
2: they are and i used to when i was younger i would go with my friends to haunted houses in atlanta and it's horrifying you are going to die. You're going to die in there.
0: It is like a cathartic it thing, is. right? It's experiencing death and murder and scary shit without actually dying.
2: My philosophy on it is it's relief. The feeling of relief at the end of that is so worth the experience. You never feel that yeah. happy to be alive. I mean, how scared are you on a zero to 10?
0: I Not at Halloween, but in New Zealand, I went to a haunted house and it was out at an old Psychiatric hospital (laughs) Oh my
2: god Oh my god Oh my god It's
0: out in the middle of nowhere It's called King's Seat And the actors get really in character And (gasps) they're allowed to touch you (gasps) When I went through So they could grab No And that was really intense. And the great thing about that that made it so extra scary is that, and this was a legitimate thing, patients that they'd led out into the streets would sometimes wander back onto the grounds. And so there was always this thought that potentially one of those patients could end up wandering into the old ward where they were stuck and would be involved. So that made it extra scary.
2: Oh my God. Yeah. And I did that once and it was
0: really. Really terrifying, and I would never do that again.
2: Really? Yeah. I think
0: Haunted Hayride is my speed. Haunted Hayride feels like part ride, part scare, kind of fun. And if Dax is driving, that seems amusing.
2: No, no, no. No,
0: no, no, no. You're combining things. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't he in...
2: The hayride. So, the hayride. But he's that, driving
0: and there's a trailer full of hay. Yes. And we're all in it.
2: Yeah, and there's fun music and yeah, we're and hopping Yeah, he's going,
0: yee and we're all like that.
2: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay. uh, but the haunted hayride is in Griffith Park. That's separate. We have to buy tickets to that. Dax is oh. not driving that. That's like Universal Horror Nights. It just okay. happens in Griffith. Dax
0: isn't doing that. Nope. Okay.
2: Our hayride is not haunted here.
0: Oh, But it's for Halloween. It's for kids.
2: Yeah. And you are not allowed to bring your ghost with you on the Haunted (sighs) Hayride when you come.
0: If it's not 3 a.m., you're safe. He might possess you if you're dressing up as him. That's true enough. Possession is the next step, potentially. So if I start acting different... Just go as
2: a cinnamon stick.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can I just say that I am so hopped up on sugar right now (laughs) from this pumpkin spice... I have so much sugar coursing through my my... I'm finding it hard to talk and I'm feeling weird.
2: (laughs) All right. Mm. Well,
0: more American, less American.
2: More American. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. I hope everyone has a very spooky day. Yeah. And if you
0: feel a little tickle in that ear, stop. Just think. It might be a little ghosty. (laughs) No. 3 a.m. offer is on hand anytime you (laughs) want. Never.
2: (laughs) Never.